Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I could not join you last week uh, based on one or two factors that I may speak to you about later. Uh, but I'm happy to join you this week. So this being my first Sunday, last week was the first Sunday of the year, but this is my first Sunday of the year. Um, praise and glory be to God that he has brought us together, that we may hear his word, that we may walk according to his word, and we may live according to his word. Uh, there was something that Yao said when he, when he was, when he was uh, talking, and what the thing that he said was, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And where we are right now, we are at such a time as this. What shall it profit you if you will gain the whole world and lose your soul? Um, I'm just coming in from Akwadum this, this morning. And when I was going there, I was set to meet a man about the land at, at Okrasi. You know, Akwadum Okrasi, I just coming from Okrasi. But as I was going there, one of the oldest people that we have in our church had fallen, fainted, just outside the, the entering the, um, the shelter that we have built. He fainted outside. And we had to, um, we had to, how to like, like take them to the um, Adversal Clinic, and you know, take them there, pay for some money for some, um, some, 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 some treatments. They put some um, IVs on her, and, and I went straight back because someone wanted to see me about the Akwadum land, which he says is his. And um, there's a fight going on on that. I mean, the elders know about it. And I went there to meet him, to tell him to let, let's put some machines on the, on the land and let's just discuss. He refused to do that. So we have to do what we have to do and he's got to do what he has got to do. And so it goes on that from one moment to another, all of it, you know, <laughs> all of it needs to be done. Everything needs to be done. There's this thing that I'm, I'm watching that says all this connected. Hallelujah. You see, we have entered into a new year. And praise be to God for looking after us in 2001. You know, a lot of people lost their lives in 2001. But the Lord ushered us through to 2022. Is it by... Is it by uh, your own doing? You may say it is. It, you may say it is by your own doing. You may say it's because of, you know, what you, um, your strengths, your energy, the work that you do, your wisdom, your this, your that. But really, believe me, it's not the way that I'm seeing things now. It's not by our strength. Neither is it by our might. Neither is it by anything that we do. But it is by the word of the Lord. 
That's where we live, we breathe, and we have our being in that word of the Lord. And therefore, we must stand as according to the word of the Lord if we are to make it through to 2022. I've already heard some pastors screaming, and it's going to be a wonderful year. It's going to be a marvelous year. It's going to be this year. It's going to be that year. It's going to be, it's not going to be any year, but it's going to be the year in which I advise you to wait on the Lord. 2022 is not going to smile a good, give you a friendly smile unless you are waiting on the Lord. It is a year to be vigilant as according to the word of God. It is a time to stay close to your church and to hear what is coming from the pulpit of the church. And if the church tells you to lie down, you lie down. If the church tells you to wake up, you wake up. If the church tells you to sleep, you sleep. If you decide that you want to do things according to your own wisdom, your own way of doing things, 2022 is going to swallow you up. I'm sorry, people say that, but that's not what the nice thing that you say. But I'm sorry, but this is what the Lord has told me. I don't know what somebody has heard. And I don't know what somebody is saying. But I'm telling you what the Lord has told me. And that is what I am bringing to you. If you receive it, it is going to be good to you. If you reject it, there's nothing that I can do. Because there's only one thing that the Lord has told me. And that, what, that is what I tell you. Because when I, before I come in here to preach, I may come in trying to preach one thing and the Holy Spirit will change it. And when the Holy Spirit brings what he wants, I am only his servant. And I have to be obedient to his word and not to a word that somebody else is going to tell me. Hallelujah. Many times I will preach. After preaching, I'll hear very, very powerful men of God repeating exactly the same thing that I have been preaching in the church. They have, they have churches of thousands upon thousands of people. And yet there are so many churches who don't even hear anything at all. And these people are the people I'm talking about, the pastors I'm talking about, I can see them now as they are very, very zealous for the things of God. I am not going to tell you something that will tickle your ears and make you feel safe. And yet, in that safety, you are more vulnerable than if you have heard and obeyed the word that I am bringing you. I, am, I don't come here to please people. I come here to please God and God alone. Because without him, myself, I will be lost. This is what the word that the Lord gave me. When he called me. Hallelujah. Many people tell me my mother called me. It wasn't my mother that called me. 
it was the Lord God Almighty that called me. So then you say that if the Lord God Almighty called, then you should be beyond. No, he called me because I am imperfect. And therefore I am more realistic to the people that will hear me and obey the instructions which the Lord has given me to give them. The Lord does not like funny people. He does not like fakes. He likes real people. Therefore, imperfect as I am, that's why he chose me. Imperfect as David was, that's why he chose him. Imperfect as some mighty men of God are, Moses, a killer. That's why he chose me. Therefore, as I stand in front of you, I have nothing of myself to give to you but the pure, unadulterated word of God. And that is why I'm decreeing and I'm declaring this day. When the Lord chose me, he says something. If you go to Ezekiel chapter 3, I will read from the verse 16. <clears throat> it says, and it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman. Now, if you can remember, I have said this so many times in the church, that my position in Christ's evangelical church is as a watchman. The Lord has chosen me and therefore has given me even a dream that I've told you, that puts you in the, that predicts my position as a watchman. Says, I have made ye a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning. Hallelujah. Remember that I told you some time back, the first time I began to speak in tongues, the word that came out of my mouth was shaman, shaman, shaman. I did not know what that word was. But as I allowed the Holy Spirit to speak, that's the word that he gave me, shaman. And the Jehovah, that's when afterwards I realized that Shama is the, is the name for Jehovah Shama, which also means the Lord is present. Which means when I'm speaking, it is not a joke that the Lord is present. The Lord does not do things by halves. If a human being would like to do things their own way, the Lord does not do things his own way. He does things because he has a purpose and a plan by which to execute his word. Therefore, if someone thinks that, oh, Pastor Greg is just joking, I'm not joking. Sometimes the things that I come and stand and I say, it's not because I'm saying it, it's because the Holy Spirit is saying it. And he's saying it through me. Because Shama means the Lord is present. He is speaking. 
And therefore, when he's telling me I'm a watchman, because he's speaking through me as a watchman. Therefore, what I speak, I do not speak myself. I speak because he wants to speak through me. Does he do it all the time? I don't think so. But in most cases, he does. Hallelujah. So he says, son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and give them warning from me. Hallelujah. Then I said unto the Lord, um, that when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. And thou givest him not warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at your hand. Hallelujah. So, what is he telling me? If he gives me an instruction to say something and I don't say it, and something happened to the person that I'm supposed to be saying it to, He, his blood is going to be required at my hand. That means I am the one that's guilty because I have, I did not want that person to change. I allowed them to do what they, what they did, do what they were doing. That will not give, that will not save them. Hallelujah. He says, but, the, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Hallelujah. So when I'm preaching, I'm not preaching because you have to be saved. I'm preaching because if I don't preach, I shall be damned as well. So when the Lord gives me something, I have to decree it. I have to declare it. I have to say it. Whether people like it or not, that is not my business. It is up to the Lord who is sending his word through me to be able to determine if I have done my part or if I did not do my part. So when I say it, and, uh, and it is said and people hear it, then I am saved. I have saved my own soul. This is Pastor Greg being selfish, you will say. But Pastor Greg needs to save his own soul. So in order to save his soul, he must say what the Lord is telling him to say, because when Sharma is present, Sharma speaks, and Sharma speaks to the person whom he has sent. 
Hallelujah. Shaman speaks through the person whom he has sent. And as if he has sent me, then what I do is I have to speak about it. Hallelujah. The reason why he sent me. The reason what he is telling me. Hallelujah. Again, 20, verse 20. When a righteous man doeth truth, that doeth stands from his righteousness and committeth iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because thou hast not given him warning, he shall die in his sin. And his righteousness, which he have done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, even if something someone does good, all of a sudden does not see that there are situations in his life where he has not acknowledged the full word of God. This is a righteous person. And this causes them to die. Guess who gets the blame? Me. So I have to constantly inform, educate, direct, teach as a watchman of God. 2022, I will come, I will say things. You are not going to like it. But don't blame me. Because if the Lord gives me a word to give to his children, I cannot hold back on it. If you would like to go and listen to another place where they will tell you sweet things, just to make you feel good, And to make you feel as if you are truly hearing from the Lord, but you are not. That's up to you. But what the Lord tells me, I cannot deviate from it. I have to bring it to the children of God. That they may hear, especially in the time that we are in. That they may follow God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. In spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. He says, Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous, that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are in a world today where we do not want to hear certain things because it is not common to us or it does not count onto us for what we want to do in our lives. We just want to hear sweet things. And yet we are seeing that in this world that we are in, things are not sweet. 
2022, what I heard the pastor say, it's going to be a wonderful year and it's going to be a powerful year and everything is going to be crazy and everything is going to be... And I looked at that person and said, who told you? Because that's not what I have heard. Who told you it was going to be a wonderful year? We are living in the times of Psalm 91. What does Psalm 91 say? Does Psalm 91 say everything is going to be cozy? No, Psalm 91 tells us about a strange warning from the Lord God Almighty. Because our foot is rightly in the tribulation period. You've heard about tribulation period. I, I hope one way or another I've told you about tribulation. If I've not, I'm going to teach about the tribulation period. We are in the tribulation period. If we are not, then we have to go back to Psalm, we have to go back to Mark 24, Luke 13. Matthew, no, sorry, Matthew 24, Luke 13. And we have to begin to know what the Lord Jesus was telling us about when he was telling us to watch and pray. On, on, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he told, them, he told them, watch and pray because the devil is coming so that when he comes, he will not have no part in you. Is it because he's saying that because of their sin? No. It's got nothing to do with that. But it is the time that we have to become vigilant, especially 2022, because 2022, I will tell you, if someone has been telling you it's going to be a cozy year, 2022 is going to be the darkest year you've ever experienced. Why? I'll give you some small statistics. At the beginning of 2022, 2021, a sickness came, they called it the Delta or the variant. 2022, ending of 2021, entering into 2022, we started with the Omicron or Omicron or whatever it's called. It's this one, it's, supposed not, it's, it's not supposed to be as bad as the Delta, but this one spreads faster than the Delta, and it's pressed, but it's not supposed to be as bad as the Delta, but then you have to turn around and they will tell you, yet, he has killed, what was it, 5% more than the Delta. So people are saying, oh, it's not so bad. It doesn't kill, as it doesn't kill like the, the way the Delta was killing. No, it's killed 5% more than the Delta. So which one is more deadly? Sometimes we allow what we are hearing from the world to deceive us. And we lose our ability to wait on the Lord. We lose our ability to know that the times that we are in are not common times. Things are set to change in 2022 for the worst. I am in Ghana now. 
And you know, in Ghana, normal mobile phones. Now, the way they are structuring things here, unless I register with the Ghana car, very soon I'll not be able to use the common mobile phone. You have to ask yourself, why is that? To the layman, it is the normal common thing going on. But if you read the Bible, the Bible is telling you, no, this is not the normal common thing going on. There is a situation with it. Because a free man doesn't have to do anything. And yet they can live. So why do you have to register your, your, your um, Ghana card with your mobile phone? Because your mobile phone is the only thing that can track you. Why? So that you cannot buy, you cannot sell. Just like when you come to Britain and you were told that you have to, um, what, what do they call it? Quarantine or that thing. And you were told you were going to be charged 2,000 pounds if you will not quarantine. So what happened? So when you came to Britain and when you came and you, you decided that you want to move around, automatically your phone will give your location away. So wherever you are, the police will come and catch you and get you to pay that amount of money. So it's about if I leave my phone behind. The fact that you have to leave your phone behind is even a telling story. Because they know that people will not move around without their phone. What does it say? It means that you are at the end time you are at the end period where you are being monitored 24 7 to see where you are so that a law can be applied to you to restrict you your movements and if that is that form of restriction is upon your life where is your freedom Hallelujah. Where is your freedom? When the moment that the government began to say, and at the moment Britain is fearing that any given time right now, they will tell them you have to, you have to go into quarantine. You have to, you have to um, stay indoors. Whole of Britain is fearing that they're going to be staying indoors very, very soon. It's going to be told to stay indoors. And people are not taking that easily because they feel restricted they feel imprisoned well the month that we are in the year that we are in we are going to see a lot more of that because us new variants keep coming you will find restrictions even to the food that you will go to the supermarket to buy what the holy spirit told me was that in this year that we are in, Ghanaians in Britain are going to be ringing home and telling people to bring food to them. 
The Holy Spirit also told me, this year that we are in, people are going to be paying more, so much more than your way, that, that your wage will mean nothing. Remember when we were fasting and the Holy Spirit brought it, that we have to pray for a financial breakthrough. Why was the Holy Spirit bringing that to us? That we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed for that financial breakthrough. Because unless we have a financial breakthrough, 2022 is going to be the most impossible year that you've ever faced. And the darkness is closing in. 2022, if you are someone that waits upon the Lord, whilst there is a gross darkness on the land, you will see the glory of the Lord in your life. Why? Because you are waiting for the word of God to come out from the mouth of God to direct you in the way that you should go. If we take a look at Isaiah 48 and verse 17, he says, I am the Lord your God, which teaches you to profit and which leadeth thee by the way that thou should go. So in this year, it is only the Lord God Almighty who is going to teach you to profit and is going to lead you by the way that you should go. But you have to wait upon the Lord. Gone are the days now where you believe you could do everything by yourself. Where you did everything without asking for help from the Lord. We are in a position where if you do not ask for help from the Lord, you will see the process of disturbance in your life. We are in the time that way you have to begin to pray to God at least one hour. He says the devil is coming. But when he comes, he has nothing in me. But what was he doing when he was telling them that? Because he was praying. Even at the time when you were saying, let this cup pass me by, because things were very, very hard for the Lord Jesus Christ. He was sweating blood. The disciples were in there asleep. This is a time not to sleep. Pray in tongues, not by the 12, hour, 12 o'clock prayer, not by any other prayer, but pray in tongues at least one hour a day so that you will be able to make heads or tails of the year 2022. Because right now, even right now as I speak, the report that's on the telly is that there are so many service people who have caught this sickness and are not, and are not working that the work is overwhelming. Everybody.
all the work is overwhelming. I was speaking to my wife, and in her workplace, all the managers have gone sick. So who is doing the work? If there are no food on the shelves, what are you going to buy? And very soon, when there is no food on the shelf, it means that there's got to be an increase in the commodities that you need to buy in order to keep to, to make sure that there is a reserve of food on the shelves. Why is it like that? It's because the Lord has been warning us about it for such a long time. But as Christians, we don't want to hear it. Why? Because it doesn't suit us. You want to hear only the nice things. Because it is nice to hear nice things. If it's worrying, no, 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 I don't want to hear nothing. No, 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 that is worrying. That's, 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 that's fearful. But what you don't want to fear, that same thing will befall you. What you do not want to fear, Job, that same thing will befall you. If you say, no, I don't want to hear it because it's too frightening, guess what? Then that same thing is what is going to come upon you. It is better to be wise as a serpent, as the Lord told him. That you know exactly what is going to come. So that the word of prayer will not depart your mouth. Will not depart your lips. Because if you know that tomorrow is going to be a gloomy day, it is going to rain, you take an umbrella. There is no point going out there. When it is going to rain, there's going to be a deluge. And you go without an umbrella. And then in the middle of it, you ask yourself, why didn't I take a look at the weather report? By then it will be too late. Had I known doesn't work. It is better to be prepared than to fall for what is coming. When we take a look at Matthew 24, and let us go there. Hallelujah. It says, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things? Verily, says what? See ye not all these things? As a question. Don't you see what is about to happen? Can't you see it? We are listening to it. We are hearing about it. But because of fear, we have stuck our heads in the sand like ostriches. Why? Because we don't want to hear any gloom and doom. 
Hallelujah. But when gloom and doom befalls us, that's when we, we feel the grief. And when gloom and doom befalls us, that's when we open our mouth and we curse God. But God is always, always showing us the way so that gloom and doom will not befall us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I do this, Before I continue, let me quickly let me quickly go to John chapter three, starting from the verse one, and I will return back to Matthew twenty-four. Hallelujah. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The, the same came to Jesus by night. <coughs> Hallelujah. And said unto him, Rabbi, or Rabboni, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou dost, except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again, and the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot Tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is every man, everyone that is born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Because you are born of the Spirit, baptized in the Lord, born again, you are supposed to see the signs of the time. You are not supposed to hide from the sign of the times or regard the signs of the times as meaningless. Because if you do that, that means you are born of the flesh. Because when the person is born of the flesh, they cannot see the sign of the times or walk with the sign of the times. But when you are born again, baptized with the spirit of God, when you see the signs of the times, what do you do? You kneel and you pray that the wind that is blowing, it is blowing. Love, peace. 
the joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now let's just go back to Matthew 24. Again, Jesus said, verse 2, and Jesus said unto them, See not all these things. See not all these things. Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon the other that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him, privily saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tribulation period. Again, tribulation period. Again, tribulation period. What is the tribulation period? The tribulation period is the period in which the Bible describes as the harshest of times. It is so harsh that the Lord has got to cut it short so that not all men will perish. We will go straight into Hallelujah. Verse 42 of 24. He says, watch therefore for ye know not what hour your Lord cometh. But know this, that if the, if the good man of the house had known in what, in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be you also ready for such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant, whom his Lord have made ruler over his house to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But if, if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servant and to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him in an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint him a portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm telling you this, as a watchman 
who is told, who has been told to talk about what the hour of the Lord is. And I'm telling you, the hour that we are in is not a, is not a good one. It is an hour of vigilance, not just for me, but for both me and you. Many people thought that the COVID was going to go away, but no, I told you I had a dream and Satan, the son of Satan was on the earth and there was, uh, Brick was a fire or lava from like, like, like from a volcano, killing people without, without stopping, like lava, like lava flowing. And everywhere it flew, everywhere it was, everywhere it was flowing, you know, going around, everywhere it was, people were being killed, things were being burnt and it was destroying everything in his wake. And I said, the Lord told me, stretch your hands over where you are, and that will push that lava away. Stretch your hands over where you are. Remember, and I said, I left the church. I ran away from the church members. And he told me, go back and look after your church members. It's not as if I'm in Ghana, so I've, I've I've run away from you. No, there are also church members here that I'm looking after. And there are situations here that I'm trying to put right. So these are all the church members of Christ Evangelical Church. And we, I am not running away from it, but I am telling the people to watch and to wait on the Lord. That's me stretching my hands forth so that the people that will watch Hear my voice, watch, wait on the Lord, and pray. The Lord will save them at such a time as this. If you think coronavirus is, 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 is over and done with, please. Things are about to get worse based upon the situations of the coronavirus. Because that lava, it was burning houses. And the houses that it was burning, there were people inside. Hallelujah. So when it was not burning people, when people were not just catching the coronavirus, the effect of the situations that the coronavirus was causing was still causing people to die, even though they haven't caught it. The Bible says, in Psalm 91, a thousand are thy side and 10,000 are thy right hand. And we are in that period right now. It is not because you've taken the injection or you have not taken the injection that's going to set you free. The coronavirus does not discriminate whether you've taken the injection or you haven't taken the injection because the same amount of people are dying. The people who are taking the injection are still dying and the people who haven't taken the injection are still dying. So it's still the same. Oh, these people who are not taking the injection are still catching it. So it is not about taking the injection or not taking the injection. There is no separation. There is no distinction. 
Hallelujah. But I'm telling you this. The world itself has entered into the tribulation period. You say, I don't want to hear that, Pastor Greg. There's nothing I can do about that. But what I have for you is you are not affected by the tribulation period because a cocoon of the blessing of God is covering you as a Christian. Therefore, as the Bible told us, even though there was gross darkness over Egypt, the people of Goshen had light. Even though there was gross darkness over Egypt, the people who knew their God had light. So in this time, where vacancies in top places, in top, in top companies are becoming available as you are waiting upon the Lord, this is the time where you're going to get the best job that you've ever done. This is a time where you are going to be prepared for it. Why? Because even though darkness is reigning over the world, the people of Goshen, the people who know their God, the people who walk, not because of the fact that they are Christians, but the people who watch the word of God from the Bible. He says he's going to teach you to profit. Let me finish with that. Hallelujah. Isaiah. Forty eight. Isaiah forty eight and verse seventeen. He says, Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Isaiah was an end time prophet. He was the prophet that was prophesying about Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ means in nature and in stature. He was prophesying all these things. He was the one that told us that not only was he wounded for our transgressions, he was also bruised for our iniquities. I'm reading the tree version of that. It meant that he was, he was bruised for the sin that you are consciously doing now. He was bruised for that. Hallelujah. He was bruised for that. The sin that you are consciously doing now, he has been bruised for that. So even that cannot affect you. He was the one that told us. And so when he's telling us this, that he is your Lord, your Redeemer, and he is the only one that teaches you how to profit. When you refuse to hear instruction, you will become victim of 
that that instruction was supposed to save you from. He is the one that's going to tell you how to profit. So when you wake up in the morning, it is not about how you are going to get to work. It's not about waking up, getting dressed, rushing to the bus stop, jumping on the bus. No, it is about when you wake up in the morning, putting things spiritually into place that's going to aid you through the day. As he told me, it's not about your sin. But it is about how much you are prepared to suffer because you love him, because you know his word, and because you abide by his word. If you are to do that, then he's going to put a cocoon around you so that what is about to befall the world in this 2022 shall never befall you. It shall never come near you. He says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. It means where you are, the protection that is going to be upon your life in this 2022. It doesn't matter what they are saying, that you cannot buy or sell. It doesn't matter what they're saying, that you cannot eat. It doesn't matter what you're saying. Your protection is in the Lord your God. He is your deliverer. If the person who is trusting in the world system and try and live by the world system will now soon begin to find out that the time that we are in is being ushered in by Satan for his kingdom to rule over the world. And therefore, his design is so that people will become financially depleted, poor, busted, and broken. That's why when you go to the shop and there is no food on the shelf in Tesco's and in Sainsbury's, you will be prepared to pay the odds for something to eat. But the person who is walking by with Jesus Christ, preparation shall be made for them that they don't have to ever beg to buy food. Where we are in right now in 2022, if you do not see it, if you do not sense it, it's a very, very dangerous time. 2023 is going to be worse than 2022. 2024 is going to be worse than 2023. It is, a, it is an ascending. And every year things are going to get worse. And that's why we need to right now gather at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he may be good. He will put his arms around us and he will direct us in the way we should go, that we may feel his goodness in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. We're gonna have communion today.
didn't have one last week. And 